What's happening? Welcome in. Jay Martin and Ramon, 104.5 The Zone. Powered by all Four Seasons Garage Doors here in Nashville. We're excited on this Thursday, one week away from Tennessee's opener against Bowling Green. We are one week away from local football with win-loss records count in college. And we're getting there in the NFL. Busy, busy show, obviously, on tap today. As we welcome an 11-year NFL veteran in ball for life, Ramon Foster, Jonathan Schaefer. I am Jason Martin, at Ramon Foster, at Schaefer on sports, at Jmart Radio, at Jmart and Ramon. Today on a program, Josh Heupel, head coach of the Vols, joins us pretty much any second now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to join us very, very early. Steve Palazzolo of Pro Football Focus coming up a bit later. Michael McCarthy of Front Office Sports, who we uh, have uh, tried to have all week long. Finally, we're able to find the right time for it with everything that's going on with ESPN and some of the changes they're making on television and radio and just the business of sports continuing to blow up. We always like to to chime in and bring him in to tell us what the latest is. All of that is still to come on the program. The fam is live. YouTube is where you can go join the fam, join the listening audience, join the movement. Twitch, Facebook Live. You can also watch their guests appear via the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. So what's happening, fellas? Let's do it. Weekend's Eve, man. Weekend's Eve. Okay, I'll see you with your Starbucks this morning. Did you do that at home? Profession- I did not. Oh, okay. Professional barista uh, these days. Um, wasn't a lot going on yesterday in sports for the most part, man, but we're here. We got this whole alliance thing, Jay, we didn't really get into. No, we didn't. Is it just a... A playground for foolishness, basically. I mean, right now it's nothing. Yeah, exactly. Right now it's absolutely nothing. We don't we don't know exactly what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. We actually are a week away from the Vols kicking away, Jay. I'm looking forward to that. I don't care what, how big they win. I just want to see them play at this point and get a win, man. It has been the longest hangover of UT. I don't know what we want to call it. We're, we're, we literally went from one regime to another, and now we finally get an opportunity to see them live next Thursday. We are officially a week away. If it wasn't because of the the show, I think I'll try to make that one, Jay, for sure. That's going to be a late night, early morning. We, we had discussed going. Yeah. As a, as a show, we yeah. had discussed going to that game, and then just you think about when it's over and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's like we basically – we. By the time we got back, we'd just go right to the studio. Yeah, pretty much. Right to the studio, sleep in the van or something, man. Um, but, yeah, I might have my orange tinted glasses on today, man, as Hype is going join to join us real soon. Yeah, he'll pop on with us here any second now. Yeah. Um, and there's obviously a lot to talk about. First off, just the idea of, I mean, you're coaching a large program yeah. with a lot of tradition. You're one week out from that experience beginning. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel and what the challenges have been and mm-hmm. where you've seen improvement, where you still need to see improvement. And, oh, yeah, who might be playing quarterback? Yeah, we at least got to shoot a shot, right? We're, I'm going to ask. Gotta I'm going to ask. Right. A shot. First question I asked Josh Heupel after, how are you doing, is who's QB1? <laughs> and if he says Andy Dalton, I'm going to hang up. <laughs> he better not say Andy Dalton, man. Uh, what school did he go to? Was it Rice? Andy Dalton? Yeah. TCU. TCU. Okay, I knew it was one of those Texas schools, man. Oh, Coach Mack would have been able to tell you, frog. He he would have he would have been first one in mm-hmm, line. That's right. He'd have hit the buzzer. What is that, Family Feud? 
Yep. We should do that. Survey says zero. <laughs> that was the way Ray Combs used to say it. The late Ray Combs. The late Ray Combs. Who uh, committed suicide. Eesh. Hey. I know that's dark. But <laughs> yep. Way it is. Way, way to go this morning. I need the extra sip of the pumpkin cream after that. <laughs> is that what you're sipping on this morning? Sipping on some scissor. I'm, I'm, and by scissor, I mean one pump of sugar-free vanilla. Inside, with pumpkin spice yeah. topping. It is PSL seasoning. You oh, are full addiction mode already. Injected in my veins. I did see UT had, uh, well, at one point, um, number one overall prospect with San Tennessee was in his top three, and then he reverted back to say he was fully open. That was weird. But recruiting these days, to me, Wild Wild West, man. weird too, so can imagine. I believe... We are ready to roll here. Yeah, yeah. So we do welcome in head coach of your Tennessee Volunteers, Josh Heupel to J-Mart and Ramon. Josh, uh, how are you this morning? Uh, doing great. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, coach. So you're a week away from this experience really beginning. Uh, seven days away. How does it feel being this close to your first game at the, at the helm of Tennessee? <laughs> we're, we're absolutely excited to, uh, to get going. It, it certainly feels like uh, it's been going here for a while, but uh, we are excited as a coaching staff, as players, as, as a program, to get out on the field and go have a chance to compete again. Uh, guys have put so much time and energy, effort, strain into getting to this point. Um, you know, you think all the way back uh, through off-season, spring ball, summer conditioning, uh, great training camp, and, and now you get a chance to go play ball. And, and you guys know when there's a point during training camp where you're like, man, it's, it's time to go hit somebody that wears a different color and, and find out where you're at and, and uh, we're excited to get to that point here next Thursday night. So uh, I feel like we could start with an easy question, one that's just a, a simple, solid answer. <laughs> Who's going to be QB1 next week? Yeah, I, I didn't think I would get through the show without that question. I felt like you were kind of setting me up there. No, we, uh, uh, we're excited about the guys that uh, have <laughs> – have competed and, and practiced and, and uh, have grown at that position. Uh, don't have a guy at this point. Um, you know, I, I do like the group as a whole and uh, appreciate what they've done. And uh, I think our, our football team that surrounds those guys has great confidence in them as well. So, so as you what you just said, I was saying my follow-up was just going to be, do you have a guy? Like, do you know who the guy is regardless of whether or not you're willing to tell that publicly yet? Don't have a guy that uh, we're willing to uh, to name at this point. No, do not. So he knows. <laughs> no, I'm just going to go ahead, Mo. Oh, there we go, Coach. Um, the question I have for you, because you know, like I know, the quarterback is supposed to be a guy that changes the temperature of the entire campus, um, and on and off the field. So for a guy like you that's been called the quarterback whisperer in a sense, what are you expecting from that guy behind center? I, I think one of the attributes that they have to have is just being a, a fearless, uh, fierce, great competitor. Mm -hmm. And uh, that that competitiveness um, drives them in the way that they work every day, not just when they're supposed to be in the building, but when they have time off and, and they're the first ones in, the last one out. Uh, the players around them inside the locker room see the time and energy and effort that they're putting into preparing the right way during the season, during the off season, that competitive nature is something that, um, you know, can uh, infiltrate your entire football team and transcend to it. And I think that's really important. Um, 
I think they got to have some energy as far as leadership uh, characteristics and traits and that, um, you know, people are naturally drawn to them. Uh, I've never been around a great one that, that doesn't have that trait. And, um, you know, ultimately, if they're going to be in some ways uh, the face of your program, um, they got to be able to resent, represent you the, the right way. And, and on the field, the first thing a quarterback's got to do is earn trust. And I, and I say that just because they got the ball in their hands. They're going to be a decision maker. Um, it's not always about making the play. It's about not making the bad play, uh, but playing on an edge and, and uh, uh, giving your chance, yourselves a chance to, to go make plays too. So, um, you know, our guys have grown so much. I mean, the fundamentals and the technique of where we were during spring ball to who they are now, um, just uh, excited about this group. We've heard uh, OC Alex Gilles say that he is uber excited about the running back position. I think when everybody mentioned your offense, they always think about passing down fields. Just how important are these running backs to this offense? And what have you in your past done with the running game? Yeah, it it it, it really does start for us um, with the the run game. Um, you look at our our run game numbers over the last. You know, five six years. It's uh, phenomenal what we've been able to do on the ground and and create explosive plays, uh, chew up yards, um, and uh, stay out of a bunch of third and long situations. Uh, the running back position is one where we've created more depth here uh, from where we were in spring ball. Um, it's a group where I see I think you'll see multiple guys uh, play a lot of football for us, um, and I like what the offensive line's done too. Mm-hmm. And uh, just for us, you know, as an entire program, we've got to continue to develop the depth here in the early part of the season, but as we go through the season um, and uh, continue to develop some young guys inside of our system. Tennessee Volunteers head coach Josh Heupel joining us here on J-Mart and Ramon this morning on 104.5 The Zone. Coach, how easy has it been for some of the guys that have been there for a few years to adapt to your system because it, it really is such a change in terms of aggression, in terms of pace from what they're used to and, and how impressed have you been with, with how they've been able to adapt to it? Well, we, we've put a lot of, of effort in, into that and learn how to play, you know, during the course of play from the snap and until the whistle's blown. But for us uh, to run efficiently and effectively, <clears throat> there's a, a lot of nuances once the, the previous play is over, how we have to operate. Uh, I thought we made great strides uh, during the course of spring ball, um, but we have continued to get better at that. You look at some of the new guys that we brought in during the course of the summer, they're transitioning into the, to the system. Um, they've accelerated their growth pattern here the last half of, of of training camp, even a, a young guy like Jalen Hyatt that was out for mm-hmm. a certain portion of, of, uh, of spring ball, his growth and development here during training camp has been really fun to see. And um, I think we're in a really good spot. It will be different uh, playing in that stadium with uh, with live bullets there uh, on the other side of the line of scrimmage. But at some point, you got to go, go play a game and see where you're at. But I am really excited about what they've done in uh, trying to grasp what we do. Coach, what we all know is usually camp sucks. Like, it really does. Like, all of the stuff that you got to go through in camp, no matter how much team building you had in, in the spring and in the summer, when you get to camp, it's hard. What have you learned about your guys and putting them through the rigors of day-to-day camp and one-on-ones against each other and just the competition aspect of this team? Yeah, I, I mean, we've learned a lot about our football team as we've gone through it. Um, you know, you've heard me say the word accountability uh, quite a bit uh, since I've gotten here, and 
it's true that you know our kids clearly understand what the expectations are on and off the field here, what a Tennessee volunteer looks like. Um, they've really started to rally around that. There's a, um, you know, inside of the locker room, I think there's some ownership of it and, and some uh, some peer pressure to do things the, the right way. You uh, were talking about adversity here just a minute ago, and, and that to me is the, what you try to manufacture during training camp a little bit, but it's really hard to, to replicate what's truly going to happen during the season. I think it's one of the things that we talk about a lot here uh, during the course of summer and, and during training camp. You try to find windows of opportunity in competitive situations to replicate some of those things. Um, but excited to see, you know, how we handle it next Thursday night. Uh, at some point, you know, I mean, during course of play, there's there's always a, a bad play here, bad play there that you got to respond to. And, and uh, we got to come together during those moments, not uh, disintegrate. Coach, do you, was there a moment where you felt like the team really bought into you um, that's, that's happened over this last few weeks or this this last month or so where maybe guys that were a little skeptical or a little on the fence have really bought in and you feel like are certainly ready to contribute for this program? Yeah, I don't know if there's one moment during the course of training camp where um, I felt that. <clears throat> to be honest, I, I, I really feel like um, where we finished spring ball and where we got to, um, you know, in the middle part of summer uh, was a change inside of our program. Uh, there was a lot of buy-in right away. Uh, I think, you know, kids today are certainly going to take the approach of, of um, sit back, watch, and see if you're going to be consistent um, in your messaging, but then also in your actions and how you handle positive situations, how you handle negative situations. I think our players have great trust in, in what we're doing as a program, as a coaching staff, and how we're going to approach every single day, the consistency and the manner in which we're going to do things, and uh, believe in the process that we're going through. And, and uh, proud, of, proud of what we've done, never satisfied as a coach, um, but uh, excited to get to go chance to, to play ball with these guys next Thursday. Coach, we're going to make it real easy for you on the way out here. Uh... Uh, who's going to play starting quarterback for you next week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, we're, we're excited to get out there and go play. I know Nation excited to, uh, to watch us play. Um, and uh, we'll have, uh, have a guy that uh, will be ready to go play uh, at a really high level next Thursday night. We don't know what the football is going to look like, but we know what the Bob and Weave game looks like. It's pretty solid, Coach. Yeah, it is. I, guys, I appreciate it. I always love being on the show. Indeed. That's Josh Heupel. Coach Josh Heupel. Thought he was going to say a guy with two arms. Yeah. <laughs> I promise you there will be someone playing quarterback next week. Well done, coach. Well done. <laughs> what is old Dodge? That's little Mac dodging soda Popinski right there, just out of the way. Dip, duck, dip, duck, dodge, and duck. Yeah. <laughs> he did it. He did exactly. And hula hoops. Man, hula hoops. 615-737-1045. If you want to react to that conversation, we will, we will react to that conversation. Uh, when we come back, it's nice to coach to wake up early on a very busy day just to pop up with us. That's the earliest guest we've ever had on this show, I think. Rhett should be proud. So we'll get to our first break. Uh, you can <laughs> you can load up those lines, 737-1045. I missed what you said, but I heard Schaefer laughing, so I must have missed something. <laughs> he good. said Rhett would be proud. Oh, yeah, Rhett's definitely proud. <laughs> At J. Martin Ramon on Twitter, we'll be right back here on The Zone. Do you have a guy? Like, do you know who the guy is, regardless of whether or not you're willing to tell that publicly yet? Don't have a guy that uh, we're willing to uh, to name at this point. No, do not.
You heard it. Milton's going to start next week against Bowling Green. <laughs> Look, we know he's got a guy. Yeah, They're not a week out, and he doesn't know who the quarterback's going to be. Yeah. Also didn't expect he was going to tell us. Kyle Shanahan actually had a really good answer about that yesterday. I don't what know if you say? saw it. Because uh-uh. he's, he's constantly asked about Jimmy G and Trey Lance. And so he says, look, you you come, you media people, he's like, you you come and tell me. Straight to us. He's like, you, you come up with a logical reason why it benefits my football team to end your suspense other than to stop these questions being asked. And I'll answer you right now. Mm. He goes, but I don't think it helps our football team. I don't think it helps anybody other than just ending your suspense so you can stop asking the question. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't think that's a good enough reason. That's about as solid as it gets. It's a pretty great answer. That's, that's a perfect reason to do it. We've so- got needs too there, Kyle. Quit being so <laughs> selfish. We got needs too. <laughs> Give us what we want, damn it. Partner. That's so true, though. Uh, I told him we we spoke about it off air. We were being more sensible then about why he answered the way he did. And it goes down to him just probably wanting to tell the entire team as they hear it together at once. You know, if it get leaked out in the media. Yeah, then sure. It's, if he hadn't told the team, you then you're not going to tell yeah. that on a random radio show anywhere. No, absolutely nowhere. So I, I get it. And I'll say this, this meeting that he has to go to this morning, Today is, what, seven days away from game day, basically, at this point. Game prep starts up. I'm not sure if they started today in seven days or this weekend as far as, like, really locking down. But the way I see it is it'll probably be named this morning or tomorrow morning. The guy that's got to know who's getting the starting position got to know very soon. Therefore, he can lock in. Therefore, the O-line and the running back and the wide receivers know who they're working with. I'm, I'm of course, been reading up on some stuff, and – just all these guys have been getting reps with the ones, twos, and threes. So imagine what that's looked like across the board when it comes to performing. And now I'm sure they got who they know are going to be wide receivers as far as the starters. O-line is probably still piecing itself together. But as a whole, the quarterback, as we all know, as we watch the Titans go through their transition with Tannehill, they got to get some camaraderie. That's the reason people are asking about when is the team going to fully be together on offense or defense for that matter? So with the college season starting up next Thursday for this Vols team, um, it's going to be, I guess, important to get it done. He's not pressed still, but uh, the guys got to know soon. Yeah, and like I said, I think they do. And I think we do too, honestly. Yeah. I think the worst kept secret or or certainly it's going to surprise me if it's not Milton. Yeah, I think it's going to surprise most of the people that cover the team. I'll be honest. I think he passed the eye test mm-hmm. as starter when we started seeing those pictures and people started raving about him. Then you start hearing about his arm strength and how big of a cannon he has. And now we're here at this point. It's like, well, he's the guy unless he messes something up in these next eight days or seven days. Um, I'm looking forward to see what it's going to look like. Again, transferring from a big university to another big university, older guy, What's his poise like? Also, what are the guys behind him continuously going to do? Are they still going to be ready and supportive also? Because I'm sure Hennon Hooker didn't come here uh, to just be a guy that sits on the sideline. Uh, um, and, and maybe it's it's good to keep everybody in suspense, including the guys that's in competition, because you're still going to get the best out of uh, the next guy. It's just hard to see them not giving their all after waiting. Harrison Bailey's waiting then having transfers jump in front and now having Hendon Hooker and uh, Joe Milton 
come in and compete against one another, it's going to be interesting to see how that group still continue to either support each other or if one got to come in a game for a series or two, how they, uh, how they still perform. Hey, Shafe, how do you keep a loser in suspense? I don't know. How do you keep a loser in suspense? You loser. Get it? I'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> I see he got time today. This pumpkin spice latte is all over right now. You stupid idiot. It's a great dad joke right there. You are a dad. Shapes a dad to a bunch of kids out here. <laughs> Uncle, I'm not going to say dad. What are you doing Mom, over there? I was waiting on you to correct it. Come on now. <laughs> Mom, ah, nice. Mom, how you, Mom, how do you keep a jerk in suspense? By calling him Jason Martin. That is a demerit. That was just stupid. That just didn't work. That didn't work. You think I was going to let him flip it on me? You know, no, you know what you do, Moan? I just thought about it. There is a way out of this. Ask me, ask me the same question. How do you keep a jerk in suspense, Jason Martin? Hold on. <laughs> oh, hang on. I'll be with you in a minute. That's you how you see, do it. You see, this is what happens on, on, on Weekend's Eve right here. This dude just did this. Jason Aloysius Martin, man, is choosing violence, even though he can't see what's going on moving forward. Oh, you can be blind and still choose violence. Yes. Yeah, Ask John claude Van Damme when he got blinded in Bloodsport. Because <laughs> of Mike put a facepalm dad joke on Zone TV. It's funny is what it is. Not, no. 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 I mean, no. it's a dad joke. It's, it's all right. It's I, 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 no, it's just okay. No, it's, it was it's really good. bad. It was really bad. No, no, it wasn't. That was pretty bad. No, it wasn't really bad. Did you get it, Moan? Oh, I got it from the beginning. That's the reason I called it you. Yeah, no, what you did was bad. No, what oh. you, it wasn't good, Moan. It wasn't Sorry. good? No. Why? By calling him Jason Martin? It, no, it just wasn't clever. It wasn't funny. By the way, I'm not okay. running against Bill Lee. So <laughs> go ahead and put that out there right now. That is a gentleman in Sumner County, that is. Yeah. Not this Jason Martin. Simple Sumner That's County. like the Dan Patrick politician and Dan Patrick the show host. It's kind of There's a similar situation. Patrick's. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. One's a politician. The other one is DP, Dan Patrick. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. All right, All we right. have a similar situation. So we asked him about the running back position too, Jay. Uh, Josh Heupel, an interview we had with him. Do you think this running game is going to be as impactful as they say it is in the SEC? I know you say they got a big, a long time history of being able to run the ball, but you see this being the case. So here's the thing: we're game day next week is when we're going to pick the record. We're not going to On do game that. Day. Yeah, we're going to pick the we're going to pick the record. We're going to pick the schedule top to bottom. I don't know what to expect. I don't in virtually any facet other than they're going to score more points than they did last year and they're going to try to – the tempo is going to be quick. I think we all expect that. What certain guys are going to be able to do, as Josh Heupel said it best, uh, I'm not willing to name that yet. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, do I think Jalen Hyatt has a good chance? Yes. Jalen Hyatt looks like he could play and flourish in this offense. guy, right. Running uh, game, they've got, they've got a stable. Yeah, they do. Uh, Jabari Small, Tyon Evans, and Jalen Wright. All guys that need to show and prove this year. So the thing to me, it comes down to that O-line also. And, and, and before we get to next week, though, if this team comes out and drop 40-plus, which they should, 
are you, you tapping your feet in suspense, Jay, or are you more like, okay, they're supposed to do that? Which one are you siding with on this one? Say that one more time. If this team comes out, I see you definitely choosing violence today. If this team comes out and drops 40, yeah, where are you taking this as far as the projection on this this year? Even if it's who is it? Something against Green? Bowling Green? No, yeah, I'm not course. gonna I'm not gonna make anything out of getting 40 over Bowling Green. You know how bad Bowling Green is? They're yeah, I know they're really bad. Horrible. Yeah, horrendous. Horrible. If they don't get 40, I'll be more likely to have something to say about that yeah. than if they score 45. Because I think there's going to be 40-point games for this team this year. I feel like that's what the that's what you brought him here to do, is to compete in that way. But I don't think that you're going to be able to tell much other than, hey, they look like they picked up this offense and they can play against a bad team. This is the equivalent of playing against the twos in the preseason. Yeah, Bowling Green. I know that Green. sounds disrespectful to Bowling Green, and it, it kind of is, is supposed to just but because. It what, they, what it is, this is like UT Martin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I'm just saying this is a this is a team that you absolutely should dominate, and if you don't, yeah, then we got problems on our hand. For sure. I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what we think what we think the record breakdown is gonna be, but they got their hands full. It seems like they're coming out of it in a good way. With camp, we hadn't heard of any major injuries coming along, man. Knock on wood for that. And they're slated to take off on Thursday night. I'll be watching it in, 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 in the, the entire game, in case you was wondering, too. Uh, it's a Thursday. Hopefully, we don't have anything going on, man. Who, what are you talking about? Your family? Next Thursday, yeah. We always got something going on on Thursday. Well, you can control that. Yeah. How? You Not say no. To practice? Okay, but you take the kid to practice, <laughs> but you can watch it on your phone. Uh, You've done it before. It, is this game pay-per-view, by the way? No, it's on no, SEC man. Network. Yeah. It's on SEC Network. Okay. You know how they were doing for a while where you had to pay for a game? What was it, Jefferson Pilot? No. Nope. Who was it that you had to like, have pay-per-view for, the homecoming games at UT? Y'all don't remember that? that? might have been through Comcast. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't. But it, it wasn't JP. No. It wasn't Jefferson Pilot? No. That was a regional stuff. Yeah, that was a regional that was, stuff. That's where I grew up, ACC territory. Ooh. Jefferson Pilot, Raycom. Raycom. It's so amazing to me how y'all just know these networks like that. Well, I mean, I grew up watching it, and yeah. I saw Jefferson Pilot and Raycom for so long. I um, remember moving down here in the early 2000s going, what is this Jefferson Pilot stuff? <laughs> yeah. And now, here we go. Jason is squinting his butt off this morning in the studio. Are your eyes better this morning, man? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a much more definitive answer than Josh Heupel gave us. Way more definitive. Like I said, they've been awesome to me, and they did a tremendous job. It's a one- to three-month recovery program. It's a one-month recovery? One- to three-month. Well, that sounded like Carson Wentz's ankle there for a second. No! One- to three-month. It depends. Everybody's everybody's eyes are different. I'm hoping we're going to be on the one-month end. My wife's getting getting her procedure done in October. Ooh. Same place. It's gonna be a one day recovery. It's got a time one up. One day. It's got a time up, Jay. I just didn't get lucky. My eyes required my like people are like, Oh, you got LASIK? It's like, no, I didn't. I got PRK surgery. It's a little bit different. <laughs> oh man. Because uh on zone chat, somebody say, you know what's petty? Is this guy sitting here drinking pumpkin spice and the Doggone summer ain't even over yet. We didn't even make it through Labor Day, Jay. 
and here you are with a pumpkin spice. All you need now is some some. No, it's a sip my PSL that I'm sure somebody spit. It's not it's some pumpkin cream cold brew, which is better than pumpkin spice latte. If you're team pumpkin, go get the pumpkin cream cold brew. First off, it's about a third of the carbs. And then I replaced the vanilla with one pump of sugar-free vanilla syrup. So I'm down to like a 12-carb 12, 12 drink, which is still more than means I won't eat dessert tonight. Because <laughs> I don't allow that. But 12 is really not bad. With this um, with, with this pumpkin spice, all you need is some Ugg boots and some leggings on. You fit right in on any college campus. Come on, man. At least make it past Labor Day, Jay. You couldn't even do that for the game. Come on. I didn't need to make a pass. Look, it's time, man. Football's next week. I could have waited until next Thursday, but I'm not going to. You should. We got the golf classic tomorrow. Well, we do got the golf classic tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to have to see you guys tomorrow. Sweet. Come on, man. You know you're going to miss us. Pantsless Friday in the studio. I mean, I'm wearing gym shorts today, so we're almost there. <laughs> yeah, what's happening? Is there laundry problems here? I just didn't feel like putting on clothes. But you, you're clothed. You just don't have on jeans or anything this morning. I'm clothed. I just put on a different shirt, and that was it. It kind of feels like today is a combined practice in this studio. Doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> it really does. It's like Thursday with the Bucks and the Titans. It's getting yeah, real. Walking right around, there. I wish one of these people would say something to me today. It's getting real hostile in the studio. Somebody's man. catching some hamburger helper mitts, man. I, I think mm-hmm. it's the. The alarm time that I'm thinking about tomorrow morning. What time are you setting your alarm for tomorrow morning, Jay, for this golf tournament in Rockville? I think I'm going to let you drive us. So. I know. What time are you setting your alarm? I think usually I set it for about 4 or 15. Somewhere in there. Go to Rockville? Yeah. That means I'm a 4 o'clock or 3.50 guy. No, it just depends. It depends on where we're where we end up choosing to meet as to when I'll be there. Um. But yeah, I think I saw somebody pop up in the chat say, "Remind me not to get the surgery you got." No, it's gonna. I'm gonna be twenty twenty at the end of this thing. Yeah, you have was... no idea, man. I had I've had glasses since second grade. This is a miracle. I'm gonna be beaming happy in terms of the full results of this thing when it's over. It just right now, the short version is I just can't really read yet. It's your cornea's fault. Yeah, my cornea sucked. Was it genetic, or did you do something that, like no? It's, it's just I don't think you had Jeremy Pruitt level corneas. <laughs> no, Butch Jones level corneas. No, because Jeremy Pruitt was way worse. Well, no, which at least won a little bit. Derek Dooley. Then. Uh, I have Pru- Jerome Boger. Pruitt's yo, that's it. Jerome Boger corneas. That's right. Right now, you can see better than Jerome Boger can. Who is Jerome Boger? The official from the Titans. Oh game. Yeah, 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 him. I know exactly who it is now. It's a savvy name. Are you crunching on ice? Yeah, yep. he is, man. That is a demerit. The hell? What? No, what is wrong with this show today? Again, you joint you. practices. <laughs> you you. We're in joint practice mode this morning. <laughs> Joe in Nashville. What's going on, Joe? Hey, boys. Good morning. Good morning. I got my first pack of pumpkin beer over the weekend. It's the best pumpkin beer. I haven't gotten a latte yet, but I'm about to, Jason. You've inspired me. Tell me, man. Get um, the cold brew. Love. Pumpkin beer? Where are you getting this from? Uh, my liquor store up here in Madison Beverage Warehouse. Is, uh, get the best one, though. It's Pumpkin, P-U-M-P-K-I-N-G. It's from, um, like, Albany or Buffalo or somewhere from, like, 
Southern Frontier Brewery or something. There you go. Which what? is all kinds of wrong. But How strong anyway, is it? How strong is it's it? It's delicious. Um, so I have two Tennessee things. That was a great interview. Mona, I, I want you to watch and see if you agree with me. Stylistically and physically, uh, Milton reminds me of when Roethlisberger was at Miami. Okay. Like, he reminds me of super young Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Now, I want you to tell me if you think that's true. And then I love the like how everybody was getting their butts hurt yesterday about <laughs> Gaulish and Heupel kind of passing back and forth about who's going to call the plays. I love when people get caught up in, hey, who's going to call the plays? I would have just answered with, how about we just do it like we did it in Orlando? Well, that seemed to work out fine. Thanks, boys. Have a great day. <laughs> I saw that too. That was I laughed. I, I know we're in the media world. We got to ask these questions and get answers, but they basically play hot potato with who was going to call calls yesterday, and I laughed a good. They're laugh. both going to have a hand in it. Sorry to my people in Knoxville that that was that was there, but that was really funny to me. I'm I'm with Joe right there. That was hilarious. Also, the Ben thing. I can see him being a gunslinger, guy that's hard to take down. And just to create guy, if he's anything like that, I know um, some people might hate it here, but that's a good place to be in. Again, the mobile quarterback, the ability to extend plays is awesome in today's football, period. I like that um, correlation right there, that comparison. The Roethlisberger one? Yeah. If he's anything like that, being able to extend plays, get first down, I think that's cool. I mean, Roethlisberger at Miami of Ohio was something else. Yes, he was. Um, and I think a lot of it is he's a big quarterback. Mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger was a big quarterback. Yeah, is a big is quarterback. A big quarterback called him Big Ben for a reason. Big Ben for a reason. Smoking Joe. You hope that he is smoking. He Joe. is used in the sentence of Ben Roethlisberger at any point. For real. He's probably done something right in terms of on the football field. Six one five seven three seven one zero four five seven three seven one zero four five. I see, is it AJ? AJ, I think, has a pumpkin spice take. AJ, hold on during the break. I pray it's the right take. If not, snipage will be had. No, you will not. You will not. Oh, I will too. No. I will too. Stop it. Kick him out. No. Moan, you might be tall, but your feet can't reach this. Uh, My foot is powerful, though. What does that mean? It's going to kick you out of that chair. Look here, AB. I'll be that today. I'll rip your helmet off. You saw that picture. Be right back. Jay Martin, your mom, 104.5 The Zone.